been a little bit of time since we haven't seen you, Antoinette. I hope you are doing well in UK. Welcome today on the platform. How are you? I'm really okay, yes. Very cold here, getting very cold. I can't hear. When you say there's proper sunshine in, in Portugal, it makes me wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The weather is incredible, yeah. incredible, yeah. Lovely. So, Antoinette, uh, it, it's really fantastic to have you today on the platform because your specialty being about addiction. Um, I think it's very important to know today if addiction is a dysfunctional a compulsive uh, disorder or if it's a disease. Uh, maybe you can uh, uh, certainly tell us a lot about uh, addiction. Yeah. There's actually currently enormous amount of research happening because of all the discovery uh, of the neurosystem, all the kind of new tools to um, investigate the, the brain and the, all the neurosystem and also the parasympathetic nerv the nervous system and all that. So it's there are the research is going leap and, and, and bound, but of course I'm very interested, but I'm going to um, kind of fix myself on my own experience, you know, and what I have felt when I have been working during 12 years uh, with addiction and, and the things we, we knew at the time. So yes, uh, addiction is a kind of disease so maybe by that we want to say that it is an unease to live, you know, and, and a dysfunctional kind of way uh, to live, obviously. Um, yes, yeah, certain people say it's an illness, but Gabor Mate, for instance, who does a lot of podcasts and a lot of talk about addiction, doesn't like the the word illness so anyway um yeah so i think it is um a kind of disease yes yeah kind of disease huh? because there is a tree of addiction whether it is on the behaviors or in the substance uh, how can we detect that how do you as a therapist expert in addiction uh, notify when you have uh, this kind of uh, patient in front of you? Well, as you, as you know, uh, or as you just said, there is a tree of addiction, meaning there is all sorts of addiction. And addiction is uh, happening when sometimes uh, normal behavior goes into excess, like with food, for instance. I mean, Food is a normal activity, but it goes into dysfunction and into addiction when it becomes compulsive, you know, and then we can have uh, overeating or bulimia or even anorexia, which is the opposite, you know. Um, and then, yes, and then it becomes completely out of the normal behavior. And there's, there's a lot of behavioral addiction. I can just name a few. There's exercising, which is, can be normal and then go into excess. It becomes um, addiction. For instance, in the treatment center where I worked, uh, 
Yes. The patients were not allowed to, to go to the gym or do kind of exercise because when there was a, they were sub, kind of giving up, for instance, alcohol or drugs, and giving up that, they could have completely quickly switched to another addiction, like exercise, for instance. So, so when you say about this switch between the different uh, excess of doing something or consuming something, is it uh, from where does it come, this lack of something, of satisfaction, or, or, or what it is that we have that compulsive behavior to go into something excessively? What well, that, that's the nature of addiction, you see. So there is, as I said, so behavioral addiction, substance addiction that we know with drug and alcohol, etc. And, and now a new one is very much computer addiction also and shopping addiction. And it's really a, a, a lack of boundary in oneself. Is a, um, there is no barrier kind of stopping the person. And the cause of it is very complex. Now, people say it's because it results from a trauma in early childhood, for instance, mm -hmm. or there's also um, a problem with the early attachment with a primer carer. And if, for instance, uh, the mother, for reason or another, has been absent in the way that she couldn't provide uh, the love and care towards the baby, meaning being a good enough mother, then the, the baby, the child, had some severe kind of uh, impediment to construct his neurosystem. You see, from, from the amygdala, which is behind the, the brain here, uh, it's the, the oldest brain in the human being, which is the more instinctive brain. Mm -hmm. And so if, if this one is not kind of held in a way in early, early childhood, then there is deregulation. And it's very difficult then for, for the child to kind of, um, yeah, to construct the, the pre-fond cortex you know so it's it's quite i mean it's very subtle very interesting the latest discovery and um, so this is definitely one cause of the addiction but also people say it can be the genes like in earlier in the genealogy genogram of someone uh, a grandmother was a a compulsive gambler okay. and then a generation there's nothing and then it comes up to the next one you know so, so what solution do you give uh, to, to people who have uh, those uh, heavy background of if i may say pattern uh, that can be genetic or by trauma on a young age and uh, you know i mean is there a way should we maybe uh, more introvert and uh, not introvert but introspect and uh, have uh, have a more a spiritual uh, approach within ourselves well it's not only introspect i mean it's it it needs 
much more than that. It means proper therapy for those who are into addiction. And, and um, it, there's definitely also, it's also sometimes after having stopped the, the substance abuse, uh, it's uh, kind of having um, treatment for the trauma. And there are some techniques which are very good to revisit the trauma in a very spaced kind of way and not kind of uh, bringing the trauma back into the forefront, you know, immediately. And a technique called EMDR is, is very powerful to help. And that technique is eye movement, um, desensitization, and reprocess reprocessing okay. and that's the i did it it's very interesting but so that can work with the trauma yeah uh and then of course there is the the 12-step program which is fantastic and that's a spiritual program yes because group therapy is the best way i think to me as a therapist to to work with addiction because uh, people can then identify with each other um, and see, you know, uh, the other person, the other addict is a mirror for him or her. Yeah. And then they can realize much more what has happened with them. So group therapy, group therapy is, is certainly a very good tool. And then of course the 12 step program, which is a spiritual program where they go through different steps to okay. restore themselves. Yeah. So uh, what are the characteristics because you, there is some people who are on a denial or they hide their, uh, their, their, um, their addiction or they have a special uh, increase in behaviors or consequences. How do, yeah. you, how do you spot when it's an addiction or not yet an addiction? Well, an addiction is when it becomes compulsive and there are consequences. That, that's when we can see there's uh, an addiction. Mm -hmm. And of course, the denial is one of the characteristics because they don't want to face that. And, and to, to cut through the denial is the work of the therapist and the group in, in, when we work with addiction. Um, but I think well, what I was very interested as a therapist uh, was the consequences and the consequences is especially on the family around the addict and the and the family has definitely a role to play mm -hmm. they are also involved in the merry-go-round and the illness so they need to realize what is happening you know with their loved ones because sometimes they enable the, the compulsive behavior. Sometimes they rescue them and it doesn't help them because then they don't suffer any consequences of their behavior. It's very, very interesting what you said, Antoinette. Yeah, yeah. So it it's, it's a very good part to, to, uh, to develop now uh, because it's true when we have someone who, who has that kind of addiction next to us, we want to protect him, we want to, you know, we want to bring his pain on us, but it's not helping them. So what, no. would, you, what would you recommend to the family member? Well, I, I did a lot of work with families, actually. I specialized myself 
to work with families and and uh, yes a facilitated group with that and they learn throughout different workshops and they learn that they need to leave the the person who is acting out to feel the consequences of their behavior wow for instance they, they should this somebody who is drinking i have several examples but uh one person who i mean one father for instance yes. his son was a drug addict and he was actually very often caught by the police at night and then brought into prison because his behavior was erratic etc and the father every time in the morning would be called and that saying that his son was in prison and the father would go and and take the the boy out of prison rescuing him you know what i mean okay. i mean the father told that in my group so i know the story is authentic and then one day he said i have enough i'm not going to to go and get him he can stay there for a few days you know absolutely and then so uh, just one week after that the the boy said uh dad i, I really I, i i'm not happy with what i'm doing i really would need some help and that's how he was then brought to to therapy he was brought then to 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 the rehab center just after that just because this father stopped enabling his son and stopped rescuing him yeah yeah the so the consequence had an effect a positive effect absolutely yeah. very very interesting because it it goes uh, it goes into uh, addiction situation but also in every uh every uh, reaction and attitude of people in a family we want yes true absolutely true i mean uh, yeah not helping at all yeah in 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 minor ways definitely you know there's a there's always a dynamic in families and yeah. you have it's very important to let people feel not control also you know like some some parents are so controlling of their children they don't allow them to develop and grow to become ah. themselves and that there will be consequences to that you know they they need to be a space around the person do you remember yeah. i gave you once this image of the trees <laughs> but it's valid there again you know you need to allow two trees to grow separately so that they can develop absolutely and i was talking with uh, someone uh, uh, yesterday and uh, she was telling me how how her daughter feels uh, depressed and this and that and uh, i was telling her but you know it's not helping her to just say man no it's okay it will be fine no we have to consider when people are saying that they are not fine uh, before it's too, too too late and then they hide their they pay into alcohol into drug into this and nowadays i i think it has increased with the covid because everything has been uh, upside down in the values in the core values of the society of the world no yeah absolutely so listening is very important and addressing the problems and listening to people that's yeah. very important yeah 
so listening to your children as well. Yeah. Why yeah. Uh, I think it's important, Antoinette, that you speak also about your interaction on the platform All Hands on Deck because we give podcasts, we, we, we try to bring subjects uh, onto, onto the table to uh, make people aware of the different, uh, different and specific points which are not leading to uh, well-being of each and every one. And, and in that case, you need to reach out on the platform. We have uh, Antoinette, we have other therapists who are there to help uh, yourself or your children for one-to-one session. I mean, don't wait until it's too late, you know? So I think maybe Antoinette... Absolutely, absolutely. And there, there, where that's what we call when there's denial, you know? Also, it, sometimes it's not about addiction, but it's denial of a problem. And then this problem needs to be discussed and can be addressed. And sometimes people, <laughs> they don't realize the behavior even that happens around them. And suddenly they need to see, but that's not normal or that's not okay. Don't you think this is not okay? For instance, if your son is, is uh, uh, doing uh, video games until four o'clock in the morning, and doesn't want to eat anymore, and is in his bedroom the whole time, has stopped to see his friends. Yeah. That's not okay. That's not normal, you ah. see? Ah. And yeah. sometimes parents say, oh, this is the modern world. Uh, that's, oh. you know, how, to, but it's not normal. It's not okay. Yeah. And Antoinette, is recovery possible? Uh, uh, or is it, uh, is it uh, something that uh, cannot be, control or has to be uh, assisted by a therapist throughout your life uh, how, how is it how, what can you say about the rehabilitation of people who have been uh, addicted and maybe free now uh, with the therapy well so i think i have very for me the hope was definitely in group therapy and the 12-step program which they can do it's free it's uh, you need to pay for that and there are meetings everywhere in the world and it can definitely save people from their behavior arrest i would say arrest the behavior it they say it can't be cured now again i think gabo mate talk about it differently but let's open the the book you know this is fine i feel that personally to for the addictive process to be arrested, it needs to be in a spiritual program because the spiritual program will connect them with their inner self. And it's the inner self, if the inner self becomes alive and awakened, they can find a new direction, you see. Okay. And that plus the group work, plus therapy <clears throat> can be extremely helpful and it's very hopeful then. So for their Antoinette, recovery, for their recovery. So yeah. you can tell us about uh, the platform All Hands On Day. Do you have this uh, possibility of people to join the 12-step uh, practice uh, of uh, arrest this uh, addiction pattern? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, this is, you know, the 12-step program is, is very specific and it's anonymous and... Uh, I mean, you one can send people to these groups, but you can't, I mean, I, you can explain the program, but 
you can't, you know, it's, it's, you can't just create a, a self-help group then, then, I think, you know, that you need the permission of the kind of head office, <laughs> what I mean, because they have very strict boundaries. And, and I think it's great. For instance, in their, in their, um, how do you say, their tradition, as they call it, it's like regulations. You are not allowed to, to make publicity outside, um, you know, for the 12-step program. Okay. It's, of course, you can, you can talk about it in a, in a field of the therapy, in the therapeutic field, you can talk about it and promote it, yes. But it's, it's, it's not, you know, uh, it's very specific yeah. to the 12-step yeah, program. So can you uh, explain us uh, how you operate uh, when uh, someone uh, who are uh, listening today the podcast and wants to be in touch with you? What is the first step, second step, and how, how do you take the one-on-one -on -one session uh, personally with the patients? Well, I, I'm not... Um, normally, I used to do the steps in group, you know, so the first step is uh, in group. Uh, it's a whole kind of questionnaire, etc. But I mean, in therapy, you would talk about it, but it's not. Um, you do other kind of therapy in a one-to-one. -one. Okay. So, so the the if you want to if I if you want to for me to just tell you about the twelve step, just the first three steps. The first one is about recognizing that you are powerless over your addiction and that your life has become unmanageable. And that's a big discovery for the person who is addict, you know, because they think they are in control, but they are not. Okay. So they have to realize that they have actually lost control of their addiction. Yeah. And it's like going like an express train, you know, creating havoc around them. So that's really the first step. The second step is came to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity. So that's where the encourage with the spiritual power is starting. Yeah. And the power is, can be the power of the group first, you know, not, not a higher power, you know, first, but the power of the group the power of the same kind of people than them, you know, who are like mirrors to, to the person. And then the third step is really made a decision to turn your will and your power towards this higher power as you understand this higher power. Okay. So that's a big distinction between religion and spirituality because this higher power is... Uh, they can actually discover their own higher power. Of course, it can be, for instance, it can be the energy of the universe, or it can be, um, you know, yeah, the energy of the universe really comes often, or a universal power kind of transcending everything, or universal being, but it has not to be attached to a religion, which is very interesting. Which is very However, some people, some people attach it to their own religion, and that's fine. 
if it is becoming a higher power for them. You yeah, see? The religion is something that we feel from inside towards whoever yeah. wants. I mean, but this yeah. living yeah. spirits within us. Yeah. But they, 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 they discover that quite personally and quite spontaneously. It's an organic kind of development. That's what I found so amazing with this 12-step program. Everything is organic. They, they recover at the kind of pace which is organic to them. Yes. It's their own pace, you yeah. know, their own pace and they're in their own space as well. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's beautiful because um, nothing is forced, nothing is compulsive. Of course, they need to go to meetings regularly because that's how they are going to build their recovery. Oh, I can see a beautiful little cat behind you. <laughs> Wonderful. Hello. <laughs> okay, so, yes, yeah, so there you are. Um, I was uh, talking to um, to someone the other day, and it's it's. I have this very often. People who were like smoker or uh, alcoholic and so and so, they keep saying, "I don't smoke since 30, 40 years, but I feel that I'm still a smoker." So, means they have managed to to master their addiction, or or is it still here but they can control it? How? You know, I, w I wanted to ask you as a therapist, how do you, how do you see that? Is it an addiction which is still here, uh, but not active? Or is it something in the memory? Or is it something they still want, but they forbid themselves to fall into it? Well, it's very interesting because sometimes, I mean, there's so many tricks in oneself to cover your your inclinations you know so maybe that this person has stopped smoking which is great but they went into very strong exercising you know so they switched their addiction to smoking which is a very tough addiction to give up actually it's one of the toughest one and it's also quite damaging and then they went to another addiction. I mean, there are some who, which are more damaging than others, you know. Exercising can be damaging, but not as much as smoking, for instance, you know. But um, uh, we had a couple of, uh, of uh, talks together, Antoinette, and I remember you said that there is something in uh, our nabi and in our void which is missing. That's why we go into substances and behaviors in addiction. Uh, can you can you can you say that when you have this uh, spirituality awakened within us and all, it it softens, it, it it decreases that lack of a craving. It's a craving, yeah. yeah. But like I just said before, I think it's more in the brain than than in the stomach, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's some people it can be a, a spiritual craving, you know. So. I mean, there's a lot of, of different, there's no kind of particular setting so, stone um, profile. There's different different ways you can become an 
we have to uh, observe ourselves and be like Mahatma Gandhi was saying, don't be addicted to anything. We have to master this because we all have tendency to do something more than normal. Like, yeah, I don't know, it can be exercise, it can be, uh, as you said, computer, it can be uh, drinking, smoking, this and there is always a little, so I think it's important to always adjust ourselves, observe and say, you know what, I think I've been too much going here and, and stop it for a while. Don't be addicted to anything. Otherwise, really it's important to take a responsibility and, and, and have help of, uh, of you, Antoinette. For, uh, for yeah, but that's a big difference uh, with somebody who is an addict and somebody who just does something with excess but can stop. Yeah. Because that's where the genes are intervening, you know, and that's where there's a lack of something in a person who is an addict. Yeah. There's a missing link. And I think that's the word which is perfect to characterize. And I was talking about the brain. And I think there's a missing link in the neuro, uh, neurosystem development, which makes that, addiction becomes a compensation for something which has been missed in, in the early development. Uh, so so that, that's very important. And that's why, um, I mean, there are different ways, of course, to, to be addicted to something. For instance, an alcoholic can sometimes not drink for weeks, and then he will have binge drinking for like two or three weekends, so that's quite suspicious. You see what I mean? There are different patterns of being an addict as well. 